the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Friday, and that is a good thing. Friday! And, uh, yeah, he's here. Shane Stacks is hey, back Dave. in the studio. It's good to have him here. here. Uh, he came in, which is good, and uh, this is a safe zone, just so you'll know. Yeah. It's a safe zone. You're, you're good. All right. Well, I got There's my mask if, here. If, you want, if you want me to put it on and make you feel good. No, I don't want, I you don't know, want the, you to sound like this. The only good thing about the whole COVID thing is What's you get that? to feel like a railroad bandit. <laughs> Everywhere you go, yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought a, a bank would require you to wear a mask coming in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're going to talk movies today. That's something that Shane and I do every year at yes. the beginning of the year, fifth year in a row, Dave. Yes, it is. We look at the movies that we're looking, really looking forward to seeing uh, in any given year. This year, of course, twenty twenty one, and it's going to be a special year. I begin, I, I believe, because. So many movies that were supposed to open last year did not open last year. And have been pushed And back. now have been pushed to this year. Right. And I made a, a big statement to Shane. I said, I think this will be as big of a year for movies as 1936. I can confirm you did say that. I did say it. You walked in and said that first I thing. I just think so because I started looking at what's coming that's new totally new for 2021 and then what is coming in 2021 that was supposed to be here last year yeah. and with that say let me tell you what one of my biggest disappointments are thus far wonder woman 84 i was very disappointed um we texted about that a little bit yeah that's in our that was on uh that was an honorable mention for you last year. Yeah, I thought and that it, it was going to be I thought Jenkins was going to do a really good job directing and it was abysmal. Yeah, and and it was my number 5 from last year. What we do every year starting in 2017 is we do our top 5 most anticipated geek movies and then we we pick an honorable mention. Yeah. Or more than one cuz sometimes it's very hard to narrow it down to 5. But yeah, Wonder Woman was my number 5 last year. It was on your honorable mention list. And it was just a mess. Uh, the last act was, it kind of pulled it together to where you had like kind a, of. a solid thread of what was going on. But it was just a mess. I, I was disappointed. A lot of people were, you know, and I kept seeing people, oh, it's not so good. Da, da, da. And so I like, Sheila and I watched it. Justice watched it with us. And uh, I was like, oh, it's going to be better than people say. But I was like, it's not bad. It's just a mess. It's missing something. Yeah, it's a mess. I, I feel like. And I don't know this for sure, but my shooting from the hip is, is that she knocked it out of the park with the first Wonder Woman. Yeah. So they gave her a little extra control or something. And and sometimes directors need a little 
less freedom. Like George Lucas, whenever he was able to go back and do his special editions and do quote-unquote everything he wanted, yes. he made them worse. Yes, he did. So sometimes the creative restraints do end up with a better movie. Now, I don't know if this was on Patty Jenkins or if it was the studios meddling. I don't know, but that was that's my theory. It wasn't on Gail Gadot, and it was yeah. not on Chris Pine. I mean, both of them did, did it, fine Yeah, jobs. it was just bizarre stuff, like... You know, and we got to, I know we're, we got to cover a lot of ground quickly, but like, here's a perfect example. When, um, when, when Steve Trevor comes back, yeah, she made a wish. Why couldn't he have just popped in instead of like taking over that other guy's life, which led to some really weird stuff. Yeah. You know, I was just like, what, would, what's yeah. going on here? So, I mean, if you're going to yeah. be able to put your imagination yeah. out there completely that he could come back. Right. You didn't have to you put him in the body. Him. You didn't have to have invasion of the body snatchers. Right. Yeah, and then like it led to a fun moment at the end, but that could have been done a different way. Well, right. It, it so, had a fun moment, but yeah. it had a really serious moment at the yeah. end too, which Very I thought was good. It was well. Now, did, now the one good thing about the movie that I think everyone probably universally liked, well, you saw the mid-credit scene with Linda Carter, right? Yes, that was great. Yeah, well, that was she's, excellent. She's coming back. Yeah. You she's know, going to be in the next one, evidently. Yeah, they she's set her up to. as the pre-Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, Astra or whatever her yeah. name is. Yeah. So anyway, it's but yeah, cool. Wonder Woman was a was a disappointment. Um, you know, and sometimes the middle movies, eh, and then the third Same movie. Same way with the first three Star Wars movies. Middle one was kind of, mm. what? Empire Strikes Back is the best one? Nah. You think? Nah. That's, okay. Well, that's generally Empire Everybody Strikes Back. Everybody says that. Yeah. But uh, I don't think well, really you, anybody believes it. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it deep down, just like I believe in Christmas magic. There you go. So, okay. Dave, you believe I believe in Santa Claus, huh? I do. Okay. Well, you know what's funny is my son is all about this past Christmas. He's he's seven. He's all believing in Santa Claus. And cool. I even told him years ago. I said, and I, I wasn't trying to be the greatest. I was like, I was like, son, I was like, Santa Claus is a fun idea and everything, but really doesn't exist yeah. but it's like he bumped that out of his head and good just didn't for hear him it. and and he's now yeah to believe in a fantasy yeah figure. if he wants to believe in santa but if he comes to me and says santa claus exists i'm like what do i say here? okay now before we go on i gotta yeah. say one thing that i'm going to turn it over yeah. to you to, to recap yeah. yeah and that is shane is blowing me away today because i'm sitting here across from him looking at him <laughs> and he's showing a little bit of his age now he's got yeah, a little got bit little of gray in his yeah. beard did you know that you're starting to look like Jerry Garcia? <laughs> I, I've never heard that one before. You're I've heard... look, I swear to you, you're looking like Jerry Garcia. Well, I'll do this on my Facebook page. I'll have Elizabeth put a picture of Jerry yeah. Garcia, and we're going to have. You I'm going to take a picture of you here, yeah. and I'm going to put them up side by side. Well, I mean, I'm I'm grateful to not be dead. So, <laughs> uh, I've heard yeah, true. For uh, years ago, I grew my hair out all crazy and moppish, uh-huh. and uh, I was at Books a Million going through the cashier, and and the checkout girl said, "You look like that dude from Lord of the Rings." And I went, "What?" And she goes, "You know the director guy." She's talking about oh, Peter, Peter Jackson. Jackson. I went to the barber the next day and had all my hair cut <laughs> off. <laughs> okay, but speaking of looks, you're I'm looking, I'm loving the goatee you're rocking. Yeah, you look good. Thank you. You've lost weight. I feel good. Yeah, again. you've lost weight. Yeah, I went in yesterday. Had my yearly physical. Doctor says I'm doing good. Yeah, so I'll be around maybe another day. 
All right. You know, well, that's up to God. That ain't up to me. Uh, you're, you're, you've got too much vinegar in you to go anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I'm kind soon. of sour. I agree. <laughs> go ahead. You're ready? How, all right. well, how much time we got till break? Let's I'm see. looking here. we got about three minutes. Okay. I'm going to give my top five. Okay. And then when we come back from the break. Now, this is from last year. Right. And then when we come back, I'll give yours. Okay. And then we'll give our most anticipated. Okay. Here for we the go. coming year. All right. My top five from last year. My honorable mention was Black Widow, uh-huh. and that's because it was is gonna it's the first Marvel Phase Four movie. So right. I wanted to see what they're doing with Phase Four. Okay, um, number five was Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, which okay. we already said was a disappointment. Four is Dune, which has gotten pushed back I to this year. Wait for that movie. Yeah, Dune's is such a great story. Three was Bill and Ted Face the Music. That actually did come out this year, and it did all right. It was fun. It's it's what I wanted out of a Bill and Ted. You yeah. know, I love Bill and Ted. Uh, I'm that generation. Yeah, I mean, there anyway. was. I was in high school when the first one came out. In fact, the textbook they were using in the first movie was the same textbook I was using in history class. Oh, cool! So that's how connected I am with Bill and Ted. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the first Bill and Ted movie was a trip through time. Right. The second one was a metaphysical heaven and hell. Yes. And then this one was a trip through music. They went through all the different musical. Stim, they put genres. They put the band together. So, number two course is Godzilla versus Kong, which we're both jazzed Stoked on. Up. We'll have to have a another non romantic date and go see yes. uh, that because we went and saw Godzilla. You promise that you won't do WWE. I can't. I'll try. <laughs> I can't. You were crazy. I can't. I, I mean, I hooped a hollered. You I'll did. try not to. Uh, and then, uh, and then number one, my number one most anticipated movie. For last year, which got pushed back, was Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's, See, there's, there's a movie that's not in your top five that I'm just going. From what? last year? Well, yeah. I'm just going, what? Really? From last yeah, year? Yeah, what? All right. Okay, that's all right. All right. Well, I'll tell you what it is when we come when back. When we come back? Because okay. it's my number one movie for this year. For this year? Yeah. Okay. It's one I'm really, you know, Kong and Godzilla are right there in top three, but this movie is number one. Number one. All, All right. right. When we get back, we'll talk about what my top five are. Uh, this is the Dave Ellswick Show. We're doing a podcast with uh, Shane Stacks as well. You'll be able to hear this on his podcast, and where do they go to get that? Uh, just go to shameplays.com. Uh, podcast is Shane Plays Geek Talk. Okay. That's where you go. I want to tell you about Hillcrest Jewelry. Hillcrest Jewelry is the place to go uh, if you want to buy a piece of jewelry for your significant other and want to make a hit because Eric Coleman, though he's a jeweler and he knows everything about gemstones, he's also an artisan. He can get and sit down with you and talk about the person you want to make the piece of jewelry for and tell him personality traits and he will incorporate them into that piece of jewelry, whether it be a ring, a necklace, a bracelet, whatever it is that you uh, you want uh, for that person. So all you have to do is call Eric over at 501-246-3655 at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 501-246-3655, or visit him at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard right here in Little Rock. Okay, so you left out a movie that I cannot believe that you left out the from movie. From my last year's top yeah, five. Well, well, yeah, from your last year. Well, give me your top five for this year. Well, I, 
No, I, wanna, I like to do the old one Okay, because I'm going to tell you that you're, you're, I'm using several of the movies from last year. That's fine. Year. You can. Okay. Well, can, I give, can I tell people what your top five was from last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. And then uh, I, li- I like the old back and forth and we build up to our number Okay, one. that's fine. Right. I think I just this like This is, kind of, this is my show, but it's his show too, so what can I say? <laughs> well, yeah, we're recording this for my podcast. Uh, normally we do this as my podcast. Yep. This year we've combined it as an live hour. Live and yeah, podcast. An hour this is and, a big deal, which, folks. Which I love. I, lo- I miss live radio. You know, eventually, in some form or fashion, I'd like to do live radio again. Yeah. I love did it for five years for my mm-hmm. show, and I loved it. Good you know, I stuff. Love, yeah, love doing it. Anyway, I got to ask, though, before we get back to this. All right. So, Heidi, how long have you been here now? About six months? May? Because I think you came on about the time my show went off, which was like end of May, right? She's not hearing us. She's not hearing us? She's okay. not hearing us. She's, All right. She's... Not interested in what we're talking about. Well, I was going to ask her. I was going to ask her if she's got you learned how to keep you in control no, yet. Somewhat. Right. Somewhat. But not. No one keeps me in control. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I just look right at the Facebook. Right at the camera. Yeah. Right. Uh, no one. To, all right. Well, I might edit in Heidi's response on the podcast okay. version. There you There's go. no control of Dave. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Do uh, it. Yes. Okay, so your top five. Yes. We do this every year. This is our fifth year doing it. We always get together in January and talk about what our Had top five. a great five, top five, by the way. Top five most anticipated movies of the year are. Yes. Last year, your top five, many uh-huh. of which have not come out yet because of COVID, um, the pandemic that ate everything. Uh, your, your number five was Die Another Day, uh-huh. which is going to be Craig's last Bond movie. Yeah. And it looks awesome. They yeah. got the Aston Martin back in it. Oh, did they? Yeah, no, I hope so it's got do. machine guns in the headlights. It does. It All does. Right. But they're different. They're not just thirty cows this time. They're they're chains. Nice. That's crazy. <laughs> Little mini guns in there. All right. Your number four was Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. All right. Your number three was Dune. Yes. Which were both look. That was my number four last year. Uh, number two was Tenet. Yeah. Did that release Which just I really before liked or it. after? Did that release after or before the year? Did it technically no, it came make out it, this year? Did it come out in January, early yeah, January? It came out February, didn't it? It was it was No, good. it didn't no. it didn't release till No, it was like March or whatever that yeah. they released it. It's a great movie. I love that movie. I've got a browser tab pulled up to rent it, but I haven't hit rent yet. Dude, so. you gotta you gotta watch it. It will blow your mind. Well, I'm hearing that it's I mean, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so it's gonna be good, but I'm hearing a lot of people who are big fans of his stuff say it's not their favorite of his. Interstellar is not my favorite. Really? I like Interstellar a lot. But yeah. this movie, I'd rate, is one of his top three. Okay. my I'm still like, um, oh, what's the... Dunkirk. Yeah. As much as movie. I love sci-fi movies and everything, I loved what he did with Dunkirk. No. And it's I finally saw 1917. Batman, I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, his Batman movies are great. Yeah. I love his Batman movies. That trilogy movies. was fantastic. Yeah. All right. And then I did finally see 1917. That's not him, Did you like but it's it? a World War One movie. Yes. I told you how good it was. Yeah, it was, was. very good. The that, way they that, made it look like one long shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Okay, and then your number one movie from last year for this year was Godzilla vs. Kong, yes. which is my number two, which we're going to go see on a non-sexual date, non-romantic yeah. date, I There's mean. A platonic. A platonic date, and I'll try not to hoop and holler like it's the WWE. <laughs> when we went and saw Godzilla, it was hilarious. Can I hoop and holler like it's like East Coast yeah, Wrestling? Yeah, go ahead. That's okay. fine. That's fine. And you then your honorable that. mentions were A Quiet Place 2, mm-hmm. 
Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. That almost made my top five for this year. Wonder Woman 1984, which we've already said we were disappointed with, and Halloween Kills. Yeah. And your dark horse was West Side Story, which has not come out yet. Coming out this year. Steven Spielberg doing a musical. I'm looking forward to that. That's this year's big Christmas movie. Yeah, for I'm looking Disney. forward to it. I, I'm kind of a... I'm a sap for musicals. I like musicals. I, I, yeah, no. I sat down. My all-time favorite music yeah. is Cabaret. I've never seen Cabaret. Such a dark, is dark subject. I'll well, check it out. Nazi Germany is. Nazism is rising. So it's and, like a Cabaret in Nazi the, Germany. In the, in, it's, yeah. And then the whole thing about, uh, you know, the, the Holocaust. Sure. And all of that, and abortion, and everything else that's brought up in that movie. Really, I'll check it out. There's, it's a great movie. Uh, my my personal favorite musical is Fiddler on the Roof. That's a great movie Love too. Fiddler on the Roof. That probably uh, would be number two for would me. It? Yeah. And I, Sheila and I finally watched Hamilton, and I did like Hamilton. It's okay. I, it's I mean it's it's technically executed well. There's a lot of catchy stuff. Uh, it was not. I was expecting a lot of SJW. Yeah, just. In, but it, in your it, face. it really wasn't, it, yeah. it, you know, it, 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 I thought it was good. Now it had a R and B flavor, which is fine. Uh, but it was not a bunch of just yelling about how, you know, colonial colonists are bad. Well, I got to tell you the, mo- the song they should have used in that movie yeah. was fight the power. It's that B. That would have been in. good if they had rolled that in there. <laughs> I love that. All right. Let's see if we got time to get our, uh, number fives from this year. in. okay. Okay. I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. My number five from the, for this year yes. is Candyman, uh, which should be coming out August 27th, 2021. I got it as an honorable mention. You got an honorable mention? Yes, because the Candyman uh, movies are fantastic, They're, and well, this looks really good. It's going to be good. Uh, I mean, Jordan Peele, I think, makes good movies, especially Get Out was yeah. amazing. Um you know, and Candyman itself is a really good story. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be. So that's one of your honorable mentions, yeah. huh? All right. Well, that'll be out August 20th. Now, Jordan Peele did not direct it, no, but he wrote it. it. Yeah, he wrote it and, and helped make it happen. That means he put the money up, Yeah, he, he threw some money up. Well, I'm sure he had some <laughs> input, but we'll see. Because that's right down his alley. When, like, Get Out and, um, oh, what was the second one? Us? We're both yeah. about, I mean, they have undercurrents of ethnic, what it's like to be an ethnic. And Candyman is straight up about That's being in about. urban decay and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, Caprini Green. Yeah. Doesn't so, exist any longer. Yeah. they. It did when they made the first movie, yeah, right? It yeah. was there. So what is, what's your number five, Dave? My number five, F9. F9. Fast and Furious, yeah. number nine. Juan is just fantastic. And is this the one where they're in space or on a submarine? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I saw cars on a submarine. I don't know. Don't I have no know. idea. But you just love I, the movies. I'm going into this one totally blind. Now, does this one have the rock in it? I don't even no, know what's going on. No, he's done. All right. No, he's done. He's he's checked out? Well, yeah. He and... and uh, and Bloodsport don't get along. Oh. Or Bloodspot. Is it Bloodspot? Oh, you're talking about Vin Diesel? Yeah, Vin Diesel and him do not get along. I like By the way, both, they're making that part two. That's coming out next year. Well, uh, the Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Yeah, where he's got the two. nanites, so yeah. you can't so kill So I'm him. looking forward to that. Yeah. Because this was, the first one was such a, yeah. here's where he came from story. Yeah. Right? I'm looking forward to it. Where he just to, drops in and yeah. starts kicking rear. Let's do stuff. Speaking of The Rock, have you been watching the new The Stand miniseries on CBS All Access? No, not at all. Okay. 
There's a scene in there where the, this guy collects Blu-rays, uh-huh. and he's all sad. And he goes, do you think he's still alive? And then the guy's like, who? He's like, the rock, man. <laughs> <laughs> do they do a big Do they do they a big deal with the pyro guy in the movie? Uh, they've introduced him. They kind of have to because he's like... I would hope they did. They didn't in the movie they made for television. Yeah, they the kind of 1992 small, miniseries. Small part, yeah. Uh, the thing with Trash Can Man, who's one of the best characters in the book, in the book, is he's really essential because he's like he's like number three in the Flag Order, right? There's Flag, then there's Lloyd Henry, and then there's Trash Can Man. Trash Can Man's the goes the guy that goes out and finds all the stuff. He's got like a supernatural ability to find yes. weapons and stuff. Uh, but they've shown him, they've introduced him. Okay. I think have they? No, they haven't introduced him yet. Well, wow, let's, yeah. Let's okay. see if they let's see if yeah. they if they bring him or is he too violent for them? I if they leave him out, that'd be a real shame. It'd be really weird. Yeah. Okay, look, we got news coming up. All right. So, so now when F nine's my number five. F9, so F9. we're gonna get you you're gonna get the rest of them when we come back. Yep. Here on the Dave Ellswick show. It's great. My good friend Shane Stacks is in studio with me today. Always like to have him here, just like I like having Tim Lim here and Mark Pellegrini and some of the other guys. And we'll get all of these folks back in on more uh, normal basis as COVID-19 gets under control. Here's your news. Okay, so if you just joined us, you're on your way into work or whatever, Shane Stacks is here in the studio with me. It's me. Every year we get together, we've been doing this now for five years, and we tell you the the five most anticipated movies we're looking forward to to this year we got you number five you said number five was what my number five is the Candyman remake okay yeah mine is f9 fast and furious nine which i'm pretty sure james wan is directing again i finally remembered because i remember seeing the trailer where like they had the cars racing on top of a submarine (laughs) And I was like, are we the out in space? I think the submarine uh, is in space, and they're so, riding on the top so of it. It's so crazy. But they're just fun, right? Yeah, well, it's the, just turn it up to 11 and have fun. It's James Wan, man. Right. And he is really, he really turns it on. Go yeah. ahead. I'll tell you what, I never seek out the Fast and Furious movies, but yeah. anytime they're on, they're so them. watchable. Yeah, just, they're fun. There's dumb fun. And they did they did a great job when they brought Kurt Russell in and... and uh, you know, is playing the CIA, yeah. um, the no-name guy. Yeah. What is he, Mr. Nobody? I, I don't know. I think he's Mr. Nobody or whatever. It's just great. It's it just great keeps movie. getting crazier. Yeah, it's a lot it's of like, fun. It's like, let's just throw more budget at it. Yep. Okay, so my number four movie for 2021, and I didn't give out my criteria yet. Normally what I do, a criteria must be a geeky movie. It must be slated to release in 2021. Uh, and normally I say I have to want to see it in the theater because I think that's a, a little extra level of effort. I yeah, sure. See. But this year we still don't, Who you know, knows? so I'm not making that. And I didn't repeat if one of my top fives from last year got delayed to this year, I didn't repeat it. But there's nothing that says you can't I do did. that because I know you have. I so, have. Yeah. All right. My number four, I didn't even know about this movie until I started researching a couple of days ago for the show, is a movie called Old. Okay. It's it's by M. Night. Uh, Shyamalan, Shyamalan, I was, yeah, you, you know, right? Who, who I like M Night's movies. Now, occasionally he misses, but like when he's the on, Airbender, yeah. But when he's on, he's on. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Okay, when he's on, like he he knocked out of the park with Glass. Yeah, he knocked it out of the park with Split. Uh, you know that trilogy of movies, Unbreakable through Glass, are amazing. Yeah, 
So old is, and evidently it's based on a French graphic novel uh, called Sandcastle, which I have not read the graphic novel, but it uh, it's about 13 people, if I remember right. Uh, yeah, strangers, I think 13 strangers end up spending their entire lives together in one day. Now, I don't know what that means, but there's some sort of supernatural element on it. Uh, it comes out July 23rd, 2021. And another interesting thing is they shot it in 35 millimeter, not digital. That's interesting. So that's interesting. I love that grainy kind of. That had yeah. to be something for M. Night. Well, do. it's a French movie. He's looking to do it. Right. You got to do the, the 35 millimeter. So you want a little new wave look yeah. to it. If you can't get Jerry Lewis for the French, the next best thing yeah. to do is shoot in an old Kinda style. Kind of hard to get Jerry Lewis now. Right. So you got to shoot in an old style. Well, you never know with it. <laughs> technology these days yeah well that's true all right so that's number number four is old by m night what's your number four there Dave? halloween fo- halloween, halloween kills. kills all right i'm looking forward to it i i thought that the reboot that they did uh seth green uh, who wrote the and directed and i just can't remember the other guy's name he's from eastbound and down i know that, who you're talking uh, about yeah but that, i can't uh, yeah i can't think of that name. was involved in this as well they are big-time, huge Halloween fans. And it was only because they got involved with this and they showed Jamie Lee Curtis the script that she decided to do it. Really? So she's yeah. back? and Yeah, she's yeah. back in this one, too. And they've already given us the setup uh, how Michael stayed alive. Because uh-huh. remember, yeah, when they the left him, was he was burning. Yeah, he was burning. Yeah, she was ready her. for him. Yeah. Yeah, she was yeah. waiting for him. So here, but you, you have you seen the trailer for it yet? Yeah, it shows them in the back of the pickup, and she starts screaming, "No!" Because the fire truck's heading that way yeah, through the house. <laughs> yeah, don't do this. Yeah, yeah I thought it was great. <laughs> no, <laughs> I loved it. I'll tell you. Here's a fun little geeky fact about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, she's so famous. She probably doesn't want to be recognized when she goes out. She just wants to get out and have fun, right? Yeah. So her and her family, I guess, are big World of Warcraft fans. Yeah. She goes to World of Warcraft conventions in cosplay and will wander around dressed up like a... So nobody will recognize her. That way she gets Does to Does her enjoy. husband go with her, yeah, too? Yeah, like, it's a family <laughs> thing. Yeah. But he's the guy that does all the uh, pseudo-documentaries. He did uh, Spinal Tap and everything. Oh, is that is that her husband? Yeah, that's I didn't her realize husband. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's his name? I can't remember. I'll come up with it. I'll have it before we leave the podcast. All right. Best in show. Okay. Okay. You want me to give number three? Yeah, sure. Okay. Dune. Dune. Going to be a great movie. That one you have to see on the big screen. Yeah. That's a big screen movie if if you can do it. That was my number four from last year. Okay. Um, So most people know Dune as the, um, was it David Lynch? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Lynch made the the 80s movie? Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. And then Sting was running around in his underwear. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Had the fat guy floating around with pimples. That was before, you know, Big Fat B. Right. So, (laughs) what? (laughs) Big Fat what? Yeah, remember from from Austin Powers. Oh, right. Get in my belly. Yeah, get in my belly. Yeah, (laughs) want you in my belly. Wouldn't it be great if the guy from... The 80s had talked in that accent. Oh, yeah. Take out the Atreides. I want them in my belly. (laughs) So um, anyway, it's going to be great. If people just, I mean, I like the 80s Dune movie, but it's not a good reflection of what the Dune novel was, in my opinion. No, not even close. It's, it's, you know, there's elements, but 
you know, check it out. Give it a shot. I, I personally think that because as complex and deep as Dune is, it would work better as one of these ongoing TV series they do on like yeah, I, HBO see, Max I don't or something. Why they don't do HBO doesn't do it. I don't it. know. You know, but I think it would work better that way. Just like the stand. Yep. You should do that the same way. Yeah, I think the stand will be an ongoing series, but I think the current miniseries is like 10 episodes, which is not bad. That yeah, gives still it room not to breathe. Enough. Yeah. Still not enough. Oh, and then Kenneth Wallace just posted on the on the Mevo, the Facebook video. Yeah. Said there was a TV, TV movie of Dune on the Sci-Fi Channel. That's true. There was a miniseries of Dune and the follow-up to Dune, I think, which covered the next two novels. They 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 breathed you know, children more than the movie. Of children yeah. of Dune and all and that. They were done well, but they still, it's just so hard to capture everything. But yeah, you're right, Kenneth. So, all right. So that was your number four. Your number four is Halloween Kills. Number My number four was Dune. old. Your number three is Dune. What's your number three? My number three, let me speak into the microphone as if I know what I'm doing, uh, <laughs> Is is the Suicide Squad, not Suicide the new Squad. One. Okay, it's coming the out. The Suicide Squad, which I like the idea of the Suicide Squad anyway. You take yeah. a bunch of super criminals, put bombs in their heads and say, <laughs> do what we say. So they have to work together. Or blow your head off. Yeah. Um, the first one I didn't hate, but I was like, they need to try it again. And now you got James Gunn, the guy behind Guardians of the Galaxy, yep, doing involved. It. and. I mean, so far he's shown he's really good at uh, ensembles of odd characters, and so I'm really looking forward to see what they do with this. Yep. We will we will talk about our top three when we come back, and if you know anything about me, you should be able to, or our top two, in fact, because yeah. we gave us our third. Yeah. So we got two and one. We'll do that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. Get deep cleaning for your home. I'm going to tell you right now, this is what you need to do, Shane. Go to 101.1 FM and uh, order the coupon for St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. All you got to do is call 404-6560. Up to 1,500 square feet is typically $200. You buy a a coupon for 50% off, $100. Nice. Buy two of those and give them to your wife for Valentine's Day. That, I mean, she would, I, she would not I'm complain. Doing. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm doing. And then the other is if they're over 1500 up to 2500 $300 to do that, only 150 if you buy the coupon. We've had uh, the folks on from St. Clarity. Uh, they do deep cleaning, all right? They use uh, special cleaning supplies to get rid of uh, the virus and, and all of that. Uh, if you don't let a lot of people in your house, it, uh, the residual effect lasts for quite some time. You need to talk to them, get them over to your home, give your wife uh, a break, and let uh, and pay to have somebody else do the cleaning for you. That's St. Clarity Residential Cleaning, 404-6560. Buy your certificates. They're almost gone. I think we've got about three left, so you better buy them now. 404-6560. Talk to Chuck for your certificate. Back with you. And uh, I got to tell you, I, I put my five top five together, but I left out a couple. Can I? Can we talk about those? You want to do your honorable mentions? Yeah, I want to do right. those. Okay. Yeah. MI seven. Which one? MI seven. MI seven. Mission Impossible yeah, seven. Yeah, those are always fun. Well, Rebecca Ferguson is back. Yeah. Uh, was her name? Haley Ashley is in it, and you know she was from, of course, Captain America. And uh, I'm. Oh, looking, that's you talking Haley about? Well. Yeah, 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 Atwell, yeah. There's Heidi. Yeah. Heidi, I asked earlier, and you didn't hear me. You've been here for like six, seven months now. Have you figured out how to keep him in control yet? 
No. No. Okay, that's a simple answer. <laughs> the gonna, Dave. He's, here like it to, is. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Isn't that right, Heidi? That's just the way I am. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm just. You're. Uh, I always try to tell people, Dave is like your favorite uncle, who is both <laughs> a saint and the dirty guy in the room. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah. All right, so MI7, I'm looking forward that's to that. That's an honorable mention. Right. And uh, Qu- Quiet Place 2, Quiet I'm Place really two. looking forward to that. And A Guilty Pleasure, because I'm really, I love this comic book when it came out in the early 70s, sure. Mortibus. Yeah, uh, yeah. you talk about, uh, that's got Jared Leto. Leto. Yeah, he looks great. Marvel's favorite vampire oh he looks good yeah morbius is in the comics i don't know how they'll handle it in the movies but in the comics he was kind of created he he was turned into a vampire by like a lab or you know yeah he's trying to cure chemicals. his disease yeah he wasn't bitten by dracula or anything but he's no. basically a vampire yeah. morbius the living vampire oh it's so great There's yeah a scene in the trailer that i really got into where it showed him standing in like this this cylinder and all these bats are right going around him and biting him. It's crazy. He's always been he's always been one of those characters that has a big following in Marvel. Yeah, uh, I good. mean, I like him. So it, you know, I considered it, but I, it's not. I'm not big enough on it to, that it made my list. But yeah. I'll definitely check it out. All right, good. So those are your honorable mentions. You want me to just give two and one for you, and then you can give two and one since we're if running you out want of time. To. Yeah, yeah, we're running out of time. Number two, Top Gun, Maverick, Maverick. Okay, that's your number two. Yep, and then number one is a tie. Oh, Godzilla versus King Kong, and Die Another Day. All right, Godzilla versus Kong, and Die Another Day, which of course we mentioned earlier. The last the Bond last movie with, with Craig. Uh, Craig. Yeah, and now that Sean Connery has died, uh, Craig in my list is number one. As He's Bond. an excellent Bond. I, I like Daniel Craig. They kind of took it back more to the. Uh, the oh, essence of what Bond is from the novels, been really, yeah. really good, uh, especially Casino Royale. So, my number two uh, is The Matrix Four. I've got to see what, the, yeah. and that's a big screen kind of movie. Yeah, I I've, agree. I've got to see what they're going to do with The Matrix Four. That's going to release. You know who I'm looking forward to seeing on the big screen again? Who's that? Carrie Fisher Car- or Carrie Moss? Carrie Pardon Moss, yeah. not Carrie Fisher. Carrie, Carrie Moss. Yeah. We've seen Carrie Fisher on the screen again <laughs> due to the magic of CGI uh, technology. Um, yeah, so the Matrix Four, Matrix Four is supposed to release December twenty second, twenty twenty one. It's only got one of the Wachowskis this time. It's not both Wachowskis. I so I don't know who are both women now. Yeah, they're the Wachowski brothers, <laughs> then the Wachowski sisters. I don't know. All I know is one of the Wachowskis is involved. It makes me laugh. I'm I really sorry. know nothing about it, but the Matrix I got to see on the big screen. That okay. is a sensory kind of movie. Oh well, yeah. And then my number one. It's, I mean, for me, this one's a no-brainer. Anytime Spider-Man's on the big screen, yeah. and they've been doing a really good job with these the last two Spider-Man movies, is Untitled Spider-Man sequel. I know that's an exciting title. Uh, and that's supposed to release December 17, 2021. And there's rumors, we don't know for sure, but there's rumors that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be yeah, in there as their, Spider-Man. Yeah, as their Spider-Man as well. My honorable mentions, Dave. Yes. I only have one, and that's the Eternals, and yeah, that's another that Marvel looks movie. Looks pretty good, and that one is. Last year, I put Black Widow in because, as as my honorable mention, because I wanted to see what they're going to do Marvel Phase Four movies. Eternals, same way. It's an interesting property. It's not one of the more well known 
Marvel properties. It's a it's a team of superheroes slash sort of augmented gods with a little G that Jack Kirby came up with. Um, and and so I'm I'm curious to see what they do with it. But they're not a traditional superhero team. They're more like the Inhumans or something. So I'm I'm curious to see what they do with it. All right. So that, that's, there we that's go. That's one you're looking forward to. Yeah, that's my honorable mention. Now, there's the one that I they say they'll try to get out by Christmas time because they want to get it up for the Oscars. But I'm wondering. I mean, they're filming it right now. Is Killers of the Flower Moon? Boy. Familiar with that? Mm-mm, Martin Scorsese Mm-mm. with Leonardo DiCaprio and um, oh, what's his name that went nuts uh, um, in The Godfather. Played Godfather too. Uh, Played Don Corleone. Yeah, I can. I can yeah, imagine. De Niro. De Niro. Yeah, and, and see, I got problems with De Niro because he just went so bonkers over yeah. the last four years. But the bottom, the bottom line is, I'm when Scorsese gets behind yeah. the camera. Yeah, I'm always interested to see what. Well, he's the got Irishman was amazing. Yeah, I, I did. You see it? On I Netflix? have seen it. Yeah. I, I loved it, and I mean, I liked it a lot. Um, and I, and you know what. I was not a DiCaprio fan mm-hmm. until the last maybe ten years. Yeah, The Aviator, was a great uh, actor. You know, Wolf. You know, Wolf, Wolf of Wall, Wolf Street, Street, which I haven't seen. Which is well, yeah. You know, if get ready. Well, he just got he just got ranked as <laughs> the, the actor that said "f" in a movie the most. And oh, it was really? That movie. Oh, like really? Over a hundred times he drops the f bomb. Evidently. Anyway, it's yeah. You know, I think, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was yeah, just oh, fantastic. such a good movie. Yeah, that's that's a great one. So, so. I mean, I've become yeah. a good DiCaprio fan. No, he's great. I knew he was going to be amazing. I mean, we can go all the way back to Gilbert Grape. Gilbert Grape. When I saw him in Gilbert Grape, I was like, this kid is either really, you know, has mental problems or is an amazing actor. He's an amazing actor. He's an amazing actor, yeah. Of course, then there were the times that he was on Facts of Life. Was he? I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Facts of Life. But anyway, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. You know, when this is about a serial killer, yeah, that kills Native Americans, huh? And I'm sure that's a different thing for Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be Scorsese's kind of uh, homage to the Native Americans, yeah, and what the white man did to him. But I'm, okay, we'll I'm see. I'm sure that's what he'll he'll be making up for a little time. guilt that what people did before he was yeah. born. Yeah, yeah. okay, got to got to do that now. And then Quiet Place too. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, you know, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. That, that almost be good made too. my list. I'll tell you, I like those movies, and it led me to go read The Demonologist, which because those those movies are based on Ed and Elizabeth Warren, yes, who were real life. They would really go in and try to help people. Yeah, go read The Demonologist, and I'm just going to say, for the sake of argument, let's just say the book's true. Yeah, it blows anything you see in those movies oh, away. Yeah. And these guys really, you know, they get criticism saying they were glory hounds or whatever. It seems like they really just tried to help people. And, you know, they didn't try to get rich off of it or anything like that. And and they wanted to educate people that, you know, don't mess with this dark stuff. There's really evil crap out there. Well, they yeah. still have all that stuff. Yeah, that, that, the collection. Uh, yeah. What is it, their cousin that keeps it? I'm not sure. He had a, he had a, a show on... I don't know if it's a travel channel now Some or whatever. Things, yeah. But, you know, he's got Annabelle and stuff. Well, with, at, at one time, I don't know if they still do, at one time they, they brought in a Catholic priest once a month to bless the the collection. Try to keep it under yeah, control. Yeah, and that collection, according to the book, caused them problems in their house. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, it, yeah. it causes problems in the movies now. Yeah. 
I mean, they're showing how they can't control the evil that's contained within that room. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, in the movie, right. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, yeah Annabelle it's kind gets of out in the second one, yeah. Yeah, it's good, it's good stuff. I and, and I like, I mean, they're the ones that started it all basically with Amityville. Hmm. They were involved with that. Right, they were involved with that, yeah, they the were pig, involved with... The pig guy and all that stuff. Yep. And that's the most controversial one, they're, you know, people saying it wasn't true. I don't know. Uh, but the book is a fascinating read, The Demonologist. Check is that it out. what it's called? They got a, the they demon, got a it's tr- an autobiography. It seems there was a two-hour special they did. I don't know if Netflix has it. It's about their life. Yeah. It's very interesting. She just passed away, of course, last year. Right. Well, the, the thing with the reason it's called The Demonologist, he's like, these aren't ghosts. He's like, we don't mess yeah, with no, ghosts. We mess with demons. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe in demons. Yeah. Well, if you believe in God yeah, in the I think, Bible, I think and angels, if you're you Christian, believe in you better believe right. in Right. It's, it's all it's all a third in the of book. the angels. What can I say? Yeah, right. So anyway, it's, it's kind of interesting. Okay, so I went and saw a movie last night. I think that you'll like it. Uh Liam Neeson has had two good movies come out this year. He had The Honest Thief, which was a fun movie, and then the one that opened uh, last night, uh The Marksman. Mm. About a former marine. He, he I'm going to tell you what, he plays Clint Eastwood hmm. because Liam Neeson, is my, he's my age. He's 68. All right. So, you know, he's getting tired of playing the, the action hero. Right. But he finds himself in these movies that have action well, scenes. So he's so good at it. Yeah. yeah. He's so good at it. Yeah. And uh, this movie is really good about a kid uh, and mother trying to escape from the cartel, killed his uncle. Uh, she's run with the money. She ends up getting killed, and it's uh, Liam Neeson and the boy on the road, taking a road trip, trying to keep away from the uh, the cartel people. It's good. Sounds good. It's fun. It's a fun movie. But it's got it's really good because it talks about honor and about character and things of that nature, and it's really good. Well, Dave, as always, it's been a pleasure. Go see it. Go see that movie. I will. The go, Marksman. Go see it. The Marksman. The Liam Neeson. And... Uh, if you're going to see it because Lagatha is in it, you know, from the Vikings, yeah, it's a small part. A very small. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, you so know, just be aware. It's about Liam and the boy. That's All what right. it's about. We're out of time. Thank you so much, Shane, for coming yeah, in. Always it's a always, pleasure, always a pleasure. We'll do this uh, next uh, next month year. for sure. It's, it's an annual. Yeah. We, annual. Well, no, no. We're going to do it next month again. Well, not this. Oh, talk about movies and stuff. Movies yeah, and stuff. I'll, Get I'll you in here in. with Tim yeah. Lim and Mark Pellegrini and all the rest of them. All right. We got to get out of here. Uh, you can listen to this on Shane's podcast quickly. Where do they go? Shaneplays.com. All right. Shaneplays.com. .com. We'll be back with Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett. Thanks again to Shane Stacks for joining me in the last hour. Uh, during the Dave Ellswick Show, we looked at what our top five movies are 
uh, for this year. He didn't include any of the movies from last year that didn't come out until this year, but I did. But my number one movies, I got two movies that are tied for number one, and that is Godzilla vs. Kong, and uh, number two number one movie is Die Another Day, the last Bond movie with uh, Daniel Craig. That's two movies I'm looking forward to. And by the way, uh, hey, Chris, I know that you're a big movie buff as well. Go see this new Liam Neeson movie uh, called The Marksman. You go see it too, uh, Robert. It's a great movie. It's Liam Neeson playing Clint Eastwood now. Now, basically, that's what it is. I mean, you know, they're they're both old codgers and they're still action stars. Uh, and it's called the the marksman. The marksman. The marksman. Okay. Yeah, it's I'm good. In. It's good. It's it's a very very good movie. Uh, it, don't go wanting to feel good when you leave the theater because it's one oh. of those movies that that has a bittersweet ending to it, to say the least. Just my warning to everybody. I didn't give anything away. Like, it's bittersweet. You like the love story where the lady's in love and getting married and she gets hit by a bus. Yeah, Damn. yeah. Yeah, steps off the curb and boom, done. <laughs> you know the movie I'm talking about. <laughs> just keep just keep in mind that uh, it is bittersweet, yeah. and, but it is a good movie. It is well done. Uh, Liam Neeson, you know, you know when you go to the movies kind of what you're going to get with him on stuff. Uh, especially yeah. lately. I mean, if you look at some of his big hits over the last uh, few years, he had the one that was uh, where he was the passenger on the train and he had to figure out, you know, who was the killer and all of that. And then you had the one that came out earlier this year, uh, which was called The Honest Thief, which was done very, very well as well. And then uh, this one, The Marksman, which is really good. All right, so he's he's protecting a child whose parents have been killed uh, because they're running from the cartel in Mexico. And uh, they, uh, they, they, ex- they took off with some money, and so the cartel's after them, and so they, they want to kill the kid, too. And Liam Neeson gets himself stuck in it, and it's good. You don't push Liam Neeson, I'm just telling you. You, don't, you just don't push him. You know, yeah. I mean, I this is a guy. Set of skills. That's exactly right, and they're on display in this movie too. Just so everybody knows. Okay, Robert, how are you doing? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Now, I'm hearing that this semester, are you teaching constitutional law? Oh, no, 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 no. We we had talked, as you might recall, Dave, previously, that I'm asking to teach it in the future because we're going to have um, a retirement <clears throat> opening up that spot. Both I and actually your good friend, Josh Silverstein, who you know right. um, from the show, he's our liberal friend. And I say that because, as you know, he's liberal, but he will engage, A, he'll engage with conservatives, and he will concede those points that he believes we're right on. Of course, we're right on all of our points, but he'll at least concede those points that uh, he believes we're right on. So you can have a legitimate discourse with someone like him. He's not one of these uh, extreme leftists. 
who basically views the legitimacy of your argument by, amongst other things, the color of your skin or other factors that have no bearing, obviously, on the quality of your argumentation. In any event, so he and I both want to teach it. We're not in competition. We want to teach it uh, side by side, um, and we've both expressed that interest. So we'll see. I don't know. I will tell you that I, I do have, in today's environment, some concern that my political positions, my political philosophy as someone right of center uh, might be viewed negatively uh, in the academy, as we like to call it, which is a fancy phrase for saying uh, by other academics, be it in my school or elsewhere. And so there's always the concern when a conservative wants to teach a topic, particularly a topic like constitutional law, that has imbued within it issues of philosophy, including political philosophy. And so I would teach both the conservative and the liberal philosophies. Uh, I remember, um, actually, it was Josh who was telling me about another professor. I won't say where. He said, well, he's a very good teacher of the doctrine that exists of uh, constitutional law today. And I said, but Josh, that, jo- that doctrine is overwhelmingly leftist. Not all of it, but still, even to this day, it's overwhelmingly leftist. And if he doesn't teach what are the opposing arguments, he's uh, implicitly teaching, may I borrow the term implicitly biased, uh, wink, wink, uh, he's implicitly teaching leftist ideology. And Josh said, well, that's true. That's true. If you don't teach the overarching or underlying, however you want to characterize it, uh, judicial, political, etc. philosophies, then you are implicitly teaching a leftist philosophy. So if I were to teach con law, I would teach a balanced approach. And that's something that I think across this country, I'm not talking about here, I don't know, frankly, what goes on in terms of inside the classroom uh, at my law school when it comes to con law. Uh, but across the country, I know that law students are being taught leftist ideology, particularly in constitutional law. So I think it would be most useful uh, for legal education to have more professors who would teach both conservative and liberal political and judicial philosophies uh, such as me. Okay, so, and Josh, by the way. Yeah. Chris, we're going to come back here in a moment. Uh, I'm going to take an early break by a couple of minutes okay. just so that we have a plenty of time to talk about the next thing that I, I want you guys to get into the discussion with, with me. And that is how much, and, and Robert, for you especially being a professor, how much is this whole big tech thing uh, that's going on going to result in your ability to teach in academia uh you know i mean facebook and and google and twitter and all the rest are literally blocking out conservative thought on all the platforms now how is that going to you know how is that going to result uh in in school i'm going to think that it's going to get worse way worse before it even gets close to being better and where is it going to lead us so we'll get into that discussion when we come back here on the dave ellswick show uh, look that's a discussion to have that's going to be fun to have uh, let me have a discussion for you that you need to have that uh, 
will take good care of you when it comes to your roof, and that is PI Roofing. They will take care of your roof for you. They will uh, walk on your roof, look around. You know, just by walking on the roof, they can tell how good of shape it is. Because if you get up on a roof and it's starting to show a lot of age, it'll feel really spongy when you when you walk on it. Have you ever walked on a piece of, of uh, plywood that's gotten wet and warped, kind of, and when you walk on it, it just has a different feel than, uh, you know, a fresh piece of plywood? Well, that's the way your roof starts feeling, and they know then that you need work done on your roof. Plus, they look around and the little granulars that are on your uh, shingles and things of that nature. Uh, if they're not on the shingle and there are other places, that's not a good thing as well. Well, PI Roofing can fix all that for you, and they'll do it with the utmost professionalism, plus they'll use COVID-19 uh, you know, stuff so that you don't have to worry about uh, getting COVID-19 in, in your family, or they don't have to worry about their workers getting COVID-19. But I've used PI Roofing many a time, and I can highly recommend them to you right now on the radio. That's PI Roofing. Call them, 707-3554. Call them up and say, I want you to come out and look at my roof. 707-3551 is the number uh, for, for PI Roofing, or you can visit them online at piroofing.com. All right, let's continue on. Chris Corbett is here from uh, Conway. He is an attorney at law here in the state of Arkansas, as is uh Robert Steinbach, he's an attorney and can practice law here in the state of Arkansas. He's also a uh, legal professor at the Bowen School of Law, and his opinions are his and his alone and do not uh, necessarily reflect that of the uh, Bowen School of Law or the uh, uh, university that they're attached to. All right, so let me ask you guys, are, are you feeling as threatened, that's the best word I can think of, about what... Uh, big tech is doing right now i mean if we wanted to talk 1984 this is talking 1984 in 2021 and that is what google and facebook and twitter and snapchat and everybody else is doing amazon are all doing uh to anybody has any kind of seems to me uh conservative uh, bent in their viewpoints let's start with you chris Man, it's something I followed for a while, Dave. And um, the, the first private as a nonprofit company to step up and challenge this was Prager University. They sued uh, Google um, because they owned YouTube, and it was. I mean, the facts are simple in this case. YouTube was censoring Prager University's three to five minute videos on conservative ideas, uh-huh. and they um, were making money off of it. So it, it falls into a category of commercial speech, and um, they sued Google for it. Now, here's the problem. Here's the rub. They're a private company. Google's a private company. In order to violate free speech, it's got the, the actor has to be a state actor. Uh, it took three years, but um, Prager University lost that lawsuit. And, and so what, what Google's done here now, Google, Amazon, taking off, Parler, um, Twitter, taking the president down. They're private companies. They're not state actors. Now, so they're not going to be able to go after them on First Amendment rights because they're not the government. Um, I think there's some other ways where 
private individuals can attack these big companies for, for censoring uh, speech or censoring the ability to run ads. Um, and remember, Dave, these are free services. I don't pay Twitter to have a Twitter account. I don't pay YouTube to have a YouTube account. I don't pay. I'm not. These aren't paid for services. They're free, and these companies make money by selling advertising. So that well, there's so many factors in there, um, and there's going to be some uh, well, on the forefront. It's now brought to a head with with uh, Twitter canceling the leader of the free world, literally canceled him out. Um, I think some in, ingenuitive uh, uh, entrepreneurs are going to come out and and really put something in place um, via a, a capitalist society and, and come up with a winner. That's what's going to happen. That's that's the end result of this thing, Dave. Okay. Robert, your thoughts? There was an article in the New York Times just the other day that said, well, you know, this term Orwellian is overused. So, of course, the notion of Orwellian is George Orwell from the book of 1984, where he talks about essentially a communist regime that has a huge propaganda uh, establishment, a huge propaganda arm. Of course, all communist regimes, all totalitarian regimes must have that to survive. And they do things like, say, false uh, uh, falsity is true, and they tell you what you can think, what you can say, and they eliminate words that they uh, believe are uh, convey events or ideas that they don't like. And so as we start to see this happen exactly here this day, People are starting, of course, to use. I didn't invent it. They say, well, this is Orwellian. This is like 1984. Uh They are shutting off the ability of people to speak. And then, of course, the left almost, uh, it's a joke, right? It's almost ironic how classical their moves are. They say, well, the use of the word Orwellian is misplaced. Wait, so you're telling us that the use of a word isn't right because you don't like it. You don't like what it reflects. You see AOC saying, well, we're going to have to have a ministry of truth to determine what in the wow. press is valid and what's not valid. Of course, in that context, she would be right in a sense. Much of mainstream media tells falsehoods, but she's not talking about that. She wants to quash conservative speech in the media. So, indeed, we are entering into this phase where if you say things that the dominant culture, arguably, by the way, dominant, uh, doesn't like, they will extinguish it. Notice, by the way, that all of this extinguishing of Trump's uh, accounts came about only after the left and big tech knew that the the Democrats had all uh, both houses of Congress along with the presidency. Yeah, you, you know, it's kind of interesting to me how this is all playing out. I mean, you and I and Chris, all of us would say that private business has a reason uh, for existing and being able to call the shots on how they want their business to run. However, in this case, we've got private businesses that got special dispensation from the government 
uh, because they had told the government that they were going to be like uh, bulletin boards where everybody could post whatever it was that uh, they were thinking on it and have uh, since that time uh, continued to uh, tighten down the nuts and straps of what people can and cannot say on their platforms. Uh, if if this gets in front of Congress again, I think that uh, Facebook and Twitter and all the rest are going to rue the day that they have done a lot of the stuff that they've done. In fact, Dorsey just the other day uh, from Twitter said uh, taking uh, Trump down from Twitter uh, probably was not the best move for the company. Well, they lost. 10% of their stock value uh, by by doing so. So maybe he's reflecting on that. Now, r- remember, this is the guy who's seemingly wanting to model himself after Gandalf. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that guy <laughs> kept up in his uh, truth, bunker though. there. Uh, but it's, it's remarkable that he takes the president of the United States off the system, and he's got the communist Chinese leaders and the Ayatollah from Iran uh, who's calling for the elimination of Israel and the Jews therein. That's okay, according to him. Explain that to me, Dave. I, I'm with you. I, I understand what you're saying. Why people can't look and see what this guy is all about, I don't get. I mean, he pretty much says what he is by who he allows to be on his platform. I agree 100%. Go ahead, Chris. And here's here's how you respond to it, Dave. If if the world and the society at large doesn't like it, we, we cancel all of our accounts. That's what you do. If you don't like Chick-fil-A's stance on abortion and religious rights, then you don't go buy a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Um, that's what's going to happen here. New laws are going to be passed. Uh, Section 230 that protected the Internet, right, um, may, be, may be hampered and it may be watered down. If you go back to Reagan, if it's moving, what did he say? Regulate it. If it's still moving, and this is what they built the internet, they regulated it by, by allowing no liability for stuff that's posted on the internet, right? But the internet is moving, regulated. All right, now they're trying to, ta- they've always tried to tax it. Reagan said if it's still moving, tax it. And then the third step was if it quits moving, government will subsidize it. So they never made it to the, ta- the second step because everybody threw a fit about uh, a nickel per email or a penny per email and trying to tax the internet uh so it's gonna capitalist society our capitalist society is gonna gonna handle this and take care of it um and with some new laws call your legislator you want to be able to sue twitter for something that's posted on there that defamed you or painted you in a false light maybe that's going to open up liability yeah but the Uh, only way to do that is if the the government moves i mean the only reason we we've got the cell phone industry that we have now is because the government moved and said ma bell you cannot have a monopoly you're on right there dave you're go ahead you 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 bring up a critical point right and that is conservatives generally respect private industry as do i However, we also recognize that competition is critical to private industry. So if Home Depot were to become the only seller of products for the home, sheetrock and screws and nails, etc., we wouldn't allow that because that's called a monopoly. 
And so, and the only way it would happen is if Home Depot were able to were able to buy up every competitor. They would buy loads, and then all the mom and pops, etc. Well, that's what the uh, Department of Justice uh, would step when the Department of Justice would step in and say we're not allowing that purchase because it's anti-competitive. It is monopolistic, and when we see entities like Amazon effectively preventing Parler from being on the internet, or we see entities like Twitter effectively preventing people from communicating. All right, Rob. Well, don't we then, and Robert? I need you. I, have a monopoly. I got and it, if so, I get, Robert. I got. Right. I got you to hold on now because we got to yep. get to rush. Then when we come back, you can continue on this line of discussion. You know your retirement. You need to be uh, planning on that for quite some time to get everything taken care of. Uh, most people don't know they say that you need about two million dollars to retire uh, and be able to live a decent lifestyle uh, once you do stop working and then you got your other issues uh, you know you got medicare you've got uh, you know what you're going to do with social security and all that i mean there's a lot of different moving parts here that you need to know what each part does and how to make sure each part is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing and so david lucas put together a brochure and it's called the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist. Are you ready to retire? And if you're watching on uh, Facebook right now, I'm holding it up so you can look at it. Uh, and inside of this, it's got like 31 different questions that it asks. Like uh, it breaks down health care into five different questions. Uh, I understand all of my options for Medicare. I know what Medicare will and won't cover. I know what my out-of-pocket health care expenses will be in retirement. I know the longer I live, the more expensive my health care will be. I have considered all my options for long-term care. Uh, if you've not answered each one of those and know exactly where you're going with each one of those, you can derail your retirement. Nothing can de dis uh, derail your re retirement uh, more uh, than uh, you know health issues. Uh, when you do get elderly, uh, it can really cause some major, major problems for you. So you want to keep that uh, in mind. Get yourself a copy of this uh, brochure. Be first ten, one of the first 10 callers, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Uh, investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial an Arkansas registered investment advisor. All right, back with Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett. And we've been talking about, you know, what is going to happen and what are we to do uh, concerning this overextension that I believe, and I do believe um, many of these companies are, are making a bed that can wish they didn't make uh, here over the next year or two, of Google of uh, Facebook, of Twitter, of Amazon, and others that are literally stopping uh, other companies uh, or other viewpoints from being posted on their their accounts. I think they overstepped themselves. I think Amazon's going to run into a problem. Uh, I think they're going to end up in front of the Supreme Court uh, going up against Parler. Uh, because this looks all too too much like the Ma Bell back in the uh, in the seventies when Ma Bell 
uh, when anybody tried to get into the phone business, would just squash them, crush them, and uh, not give them the opportunity to do it because they controlled so much. And uh, I, I think that uh, Bezos is going to wish that he hadn't gotten into this this fight. What do you think about that, Robert? I hope that's right. I, I certainly am sympathetic to the notion that Amazon can't be telling folks that they are entitled or not entitled, more importantly, to be on the Internet, and they are effectively achieving that goal. Now, they will say, well, there's other places for Parler to, to put on their servers. Apparently, according to Parler, Bezos and his cronies at Amazon have pressured what other little resources are available to also preclude Parler from going online. And if that's true, then there's really an antitrust violation there. And I hope that Parler is successful in in, in, in uh, convincing a court that Amazon is interfering with um, competition. Yeah, I mean, there's one thing to say, look, you can't post on my site. It's another thing to say, you can't start a site like I've got, and I will use my at everything at my disposal that I command on that to keep you from even being able to start a business. Is that not correct, uh, Chris? Yeah, where, where we're talking about, and for your listeners to understand, so Amazon, everybody knows Amazon is a selling product. But they have a huge cloud-based server system called AWS, Amazon Web Services. And what that does is they let you put their data or my data can exist out in the web, on the cloud, on Amazon servers. This industry for Amazon has grown 20 to 40% per year. For example, Parler. Parler went from a little unknown uh, uh, what, what would you call that? A social media platform. Yes. To their bill, their bill with Amazon, they literally pay Amazon three hundred grand a month to host their data because they got bigger and bigger. So, I, yeah, back in the old days when when I had a bulletin board system with a a dual disk drive and a Commodore sixty four, I hosted a bulletin board system. It's called a BBS, and <clears throat> that's essentially the precursors of a, of a, you know, a website. And, but now you pay for somebody to, to rent space on their server rack. And that's what Amazon has. So the, the reason Amazon's websites don't go down, Google's websites hardly go down is there's these backups all across the world and across the nation. And um, so what they've done, Amazon shut them down. Amazon turned parlors, computer hard drive off is what happened. And um, there could be a breach of contract uh, with Amazon Web Services, but, you know, the billion-dollar company, that's the problem. So you've got Microsoft, Google, Amazon with these cloud services, and they're a monopoly. They are. You can't go anywhere else. I'm not going to go out and be able to spend $100 million or even a billion dollars to set up racks of servers to host the Dave Ellswick show, right? Um, it's a, it, it's gonna, it's gonna, there's gonna be some entrepreneurs that create change in this environment. Um, so we got to embrace this change. And here's one thing. Here's the, here's what nobody wants to talk about. This is a boondoggle for the lobbyists because new laws are going to come out, and Google and Microsoft are all going to jockey. There's a report uh, issued. Uh, Politico talked about a report coming out of the Judiciary Committee um, where they're going to 
try to look at new laws and try to clamp down on these antitrust uh, movements by these big companies. And there's it's by it's going to be a, a partisan fight, and um, there's going to be a lot of money thrown around. This is a swamp that Trump was talking about. Uh, the folks with the gold are going to make the rules, and um, so we've got to keep an eye on it and watch what's going on. Yeah, there's going to be some big players. A lot of things right. that people need to be aware of is that mm-hmm. when when the government begins trying to make changes like these, who writes yep. the rules? Is it the politicians, or is it like when they were <laughs> when they were doing health care reform? Is it uh, is it Walmart and they write right. uh, the rules for health care? And of course, uh, they can put in rules that doesn't bother them. They can make uh, they can pay X amount of uh, money uh, to to get around some rules, uh, but somebody may let's say Target they can't, and Target's their direct competitor, so they figure out a way of being able to uh, have that kind of effect where their competitor can't grow anymore. I mean that's really that's serious. Right. I'll give right. you another example: Arkansas Surgical Hospital right here locally. Uh, they wanted to expand. And the government kept them from expanding so that they could not be in direct competition with the other big hospitals in the area. That's wrong. Shouldn't happen that way. Right. I'll add to that, Dave, it, by the way. Great example. When, when um, I wrote an article about how another specialty hospital here in Little Rock, the heart hospital, uh, is a good thing and, and why these heart hospitals provide a useful service and, and how they operate sort of a breakdown of how specialized medical care is of significant value to the patient. The then um, CEO of St. Vincent, he no longer works there, a guy by the name of Banco, uh, wrote a letter to the chancellor of the university saying, I disagree with Professor Steinbuck. I think in an attempt to try to intimidate me and or have the then chancellor tell me to be quiet. The then chancellor did no such thing to his credit. Uh, he forwarded the letter to me also to his credit. Uh, and I was no, no bit intimidated. Needless to say, you and your audience knowing me quite well, but and his argument was, Dave, that, well, you see, specialty hospitals take away money from us. Yeah, because they're better at what they do. That's called competition. <laughs> That's and right. So when you have a socialist yeah. medical system like what big hospitals often want, uh, you get mediocre care. And when you have specialties, guess what? Then the big hospitals have to compete. Wake up. Get in the game, guys, because if you can't compete, I ain't going to you. Yeah, and I, I want to make sure that our listeners understand that when I talk about companies writing laws, that's not capitalism. My friend, that is corporatism. That's when corporations have way too much power uh, in writing laws uh, that are going to affect you and I. Capitalism is the ability of any business to be out there and find their niche without having to worry about being squashed by the biggest guy that's out there. That's right, Dave. You're right on it, Dave. And, you know, uh, there's something going on right here in Arkansas that, that uh, uh, Tyson and Pilgrim's Pride, they've been they're, they're settling price fixing lawsuits by the DOJ right now. 
So um, there, there's there's laws that have been broken, and it's going to come out. Uh, it's not, it's not going to be a freedom of speech First Amendment issue because they're private companies. Yeah, and um, um, there's going to be some uh, there's going to be some uh, new players on the block, and I'm excited about it. Embrace the change. We're Americans here, Dave. We, we can handle this. Nice. You, want, you got these liberal folks shutting us down on Twitter. Well, okay, well, we we can handle that. We can take a, a you know Trump's got a little bit of a black eye right now, but he's not down. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, the uh, state legislator is all about uh, doing their thing again. Again, they've they've gotten underway over in the Big Mac building and in the Capitol. And uh, yesterday, or day before yesterday, I guess it was, uh, the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee met, and uh, uh, SYG came up again. And uh, we'll tell you how it came up. It's at Stand Your Ground. We'll tell you how it all turned out uh, when it went through committee when we returned. Our guest, Robert Steinbach, he is a law professor at the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law or uh, the university. And then Chris uh, Corbett is with us as well. And Chris is out in Cabot. He is uh, Cabot, pardon me, Conway. And he is, of course, a uh, practicing attorney here in the state of Arkansas, as is Robert. And uh, we'll uh, take any case that you might have out there. I don't, I, you don't do capital murder, do you, Chris? No. Okay, just let <laughs> you know. He doesn't do capital murder. Uh, bottom line, though, he does just about everything else. His real specialty is in engineering law, uh, if you need him. Uh, healthy volunteers still needed for the COVID-19 study. They need you to take care of that, get involved with this, help them find uh, a way of of uh, being able to defeat this virus. I, I saw where uh, Johnson & Johnson Looks like they're going to be out here in a couple of months, and their vaccine only takes one shot instead of two, like the ones that are out right now. Plus, they don't have to be kept so cold. So there's a lot of things going on, and AstraZeneca has got one that's uh, being tested during the third phase, and that's what this is. And you can be part of this. You can participate in this. Uh, You'll have access to no-cost study-related care, You'll also have the opportunity to help advance COVID-19 research. No insurance is required to take part. Uh, If you're an adult, you're in good and stable health, you may be able to qualify. All you got to do is call or go online. Call them at 501-954-7822, 501-954-7822, or visit them online. The letter C, the number 19, vaccine study. Dot com. Hey guys, you know what tomorrow is? What? No clue. It's National Religious Freedom Day. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah, you know, First Amendment, you know, it's got uh, got that in it, and it's important for everybody to keep in mind, although some people uh, seem to be uh, ignoring uh, the Bill of Rights anymore. Uh, that, that's, and and. Of all the people to, to ignore them, the side that has always seemed to scream them sometimes to the uh, to, to the detriment of the Bill of Rights because they took them to where they weren't supposed to be going is the left. And the left now, they want to squash the Bill of Rights. It's just as amazing that whoever comes into power wants to get rid of the, uh, a lot of times, wants to get rid of, uh, you know, the Bill of Rights. 
They, they just don't want us to have rights anymore. They want to take them away. They want to say that they're the ones who determine who our rights are, what our rights are, and where they come from. And that's not true. Our rights come from the Creator. They come from God. They don't come from a group of men. That's that's something everybody got to keep in mind. It's important. Very important. Which that's right. means that's right. one of the greatest rights that you have is self-defense. And that's why the stand your ground law is so important to get passed uh, here in Arkansas. You know, you got a governor that wants to talk about hate crime legislation. Well, how about we have a stand your ground push by this governor and uh, for him to say, you know, you have the right to protect yourself and you don't have to retreat away from somebody who wants to take away your number one uh, right, which is your right to life. And uh, so... I just think that our governor is so screwed up sometimes in the way that he thinks. Not saying that he, everything he does is wrong. I'm just saying on this issue, he's wrong. And it, it goes to the show when you looked at the uh, Judicial Committee, 5-2 uh, vote. The two uh, dissenting votes were Flowers, Senator Flowers and Senator Hendren. Now, Hendren's going to run. It says I'm hearing he's going to run as an independent uh, for the governorship. Uh, in the gubernatorial run coming up in 2022. Uh, uh, but I'm going to tell you what, you, you, you become an anti-gunner, your chances of being governor of this state are practically zero to nil. Dave, did I understand correctly? Did you say that the two Democrats voted against <laughs> the proposal? Did I get that? Yeah. Uh, what? Well, Is this thing on? As, as far there? as that one, as far as that uh, vote goes, uh, he forgot his Republican roots. There's no doubt about that at all. So, well, uh, and if he's running as an independent, then clearly he's not a Republican, right? Yeah. If you're literally not running in the party you claim to be a member of, then you're not a member of the party. You know what amazes me, though, guys, is that I, I watch some of the testimony. You know, they, they let people come in and, and testify why they think it's a good piece of legislation or why they think it's not. And the people who were on the nay side, it's the same old, same old. Oh, we'll become the Wild West. Oh, people will be shooting people dead uh, over all over the place. Uh, folks, people are shooting people all over the place right now. I mean, we don't need another law to make it make it happen. It's happening as we speak uh, in in some heard, of, in some of our communities. You heard the same complaints when Charlie Collins was pushing for it and eventually did pass what's colloquially known as um, campus carry. Right. Haven't seen any problems yet. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen any mass mass shootings or anything like that. Uh, and if well, you, point. You, yeah, go ahead, Chris. No, great point. Y'all are all over it. I was thinking the exact same thing you were thinking, Rob. If he's running as an independent, he ain't no Republican. Come on. Well, that's why he's running as an independent. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he would get killed in the primary. I mean, just just be completely slayed in the the primary. So— yeah, you know, trampled on. As, as you guys look at this, have you guys had a chance to take a look at this uh, uh, Ballinger uh, legislation? I mean, does this get into yes. curtilage and all of that kind of stuff? Uh, 
Well, I think that's independently defined. I think it, uh, that's where you already have a right to stand your ground because you always have a right to stand your ground in your home. It's called the castle doctrine. Your home is your castle. You don't have to retreat outside of your home. And your home extends not only to the structure, but the land around it, which is often called the curtilage. The question is, if you're out at Walmart and someone is attacking you, do you have to stop? Look around to see if you can escape before you defend yourself, which is an absurd notion to begin with. And Stand Your Ground says, no, you can use deadly force if someone is seeking to do severe bodily injury or kill you and you are not otherwise in the wrong, meaning you're not the instigator of the engagement uh, without a clear stopping of the instigation and, and uh, retreat, essentially, and you're not illegally there in the first place. So if you're not committing a crime, essentially, and someone uses a force against you that's likely to cause death or severe injury, you're allowed to use your, uh, you're allowed to defend yourself with deadly force without having to seek uh, shelter, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's something everybody needs to understand that just because you're not standing on your curtilage or on your personal property does not take away your right to defend your life if it's threatened. And that's, that's, right. what, that's what this piece of legislation is to help uh, to make better. Should be uh, hitting the floor of the Senate hopefully next week. I think that it'll pass. Then it goes to the House. We'll see how it fares over there. Guys, we're out of time. Appreciate you being here on the Dave Ellswick Show. A lot of interesting things day. talking about today. So, Chris, I'll let you go. And, Robert, let you go. You guys have a great weekend, and I'll catch you next Friday. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. Robert Steinbach and... Uh, Chris Corbett here on the Dave Ellswick Show. A quick reminder to March for Life that had been planned for this Sunday is postponed to a date that will be announced later. Uh, Rose Mims encouraging supporters to visit the organization's website, www.artl.org, to keep up on when that march will occur. You have a great weekend. I'll see you again on Monday. We, of course, have the power panel here on the Dave Ellswick Show.